What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here today. We have got another Jaguars 2023 four-round mock draft on deck for you. This one is going to be mostly predictive, but it, as we roll through these and do more of these, kind of the goal of it is to just show more examples of what could happen talk about more different prospects and what they could do for the Jaguars and and how they could fit in with this, with this roster and with this coaching staff. And so that's the reason we're doing so many of these mocks is because it's fun to fun to look at all the different uh, eventualities and possibilities. And there's also so much movement going on in the draft world right now. When you talk about players declaring for the draft, players deciding they're going to go back to school, players entering the transfer portal, there's so much movement. There's guys that get more eyes on them throughout the draft community and they rise up boards. And then there's others that maybe certain situations are going on that are making them fall. So there's so much movement, so much different stuff going on right now in the draft world. And it's going to be a sprint from here till the end of April when the, when the 2023 NFL draft rolls around. But I understand that this content is not for everyone. If you're someone who doesn't care about the draft right now or you just want to focus on the current season because the Jaguars still do have a really good chance uh, of fighting through the next four games and earning themselves a playoff spot, um, I totally get that. And and for you, there's plenty of content here on the channel. You can go check out our Will the Jaguars Make the Playoffs. You can go check out our Jaguars Titans recaps that we've done. We've got two of them. One was instant reaction. One was kind of a deeper dive. You can go check out that stuff and we'll have Jaguars Cowboys previews. We'll have keys to victory, bold predictions, all that stuff. But for right now, we're focusing on the NFL draft and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we're going to dive into a four round mock on the NFL mock draft simulator on NFL mock draft which for me has felt like 
the most uh, accurate and realistic simulator that there is on the web at this point in the 2023 draft cycle. So that's how we're going to do this thing. It's going to be four rounds. This will be our last four round mock draft. The next one will be six rounds and we're skipping round five because the Jaguars currently do not have a fifth round pick. They traded that for Calvin Ridley. They could end up with a fifth round pick if James Robinson pops off over the last four games in New York, which looks unlikely at this point. But let's go ahead and share our screen. Again, it's the NFLMockDraftDatabase.com NFL Mock Draft Simulator. If you want to run some of these of your own, I highly recommend it. I recommend it more than any other mock draft simulator on the web right now. So we've got the Jaguars in the 11th spot this week. Last week they were at 7. I think that we've been in the 11th spot for another mock draft before. I think they went from 11 to 7. I think they've also been at 13 in one of the mocks we did. But right now, if the NFL draft was tomorrow, the Jaguars would be picking 11 overall. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. All right. So Bijan Robinson is off the board. The generational running back. Excited to see him in the next level. Don't think he makes sense for the Jaguars, and he's not available for the Jaguars anyways. So Jordan Addison goes off the board before Quentin Johnston. I find that intriguing because of the two, I think Quentin Johnston certainly has more of the um, ideal kind of like wide receiver one build and skill set, whereas Jordan Addison might look more like a complimentary receiver with his size and um, play style, skill set. Keely Ringo's off the board. He's the first corner off the board. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Miles Murphy, all that makes sense. I don't think C.J. Stroud comes off the board before Bryce Young, but it is interesting. C.J. Stroud has drawn a lot of comparisons to Jared Goff. Um, various different reasons. I, I think there are similarities. I think Stroud brings a little bit more off-platform ability to the field than Jared Goff does, but he struggled in some of the creativity department. Uh, type plays CJ Stroudhouse, but that would just be an interesting, you know, Jared Goff is a player that a lot of people have comped CJ Stroud to. It'd be interesting for them to end up in the same place. Tyree Wilson to Arizona. Bryce Young goes to Indy. We don't want to see that here in Jacksonville. I think Bryce Young is going to be a hell of a quarterback at the next level, despite his size issues. Brian Brissy to the Raiders. So he's off the board. Your two top interior defensive linemen are off the board. Again, Jordan Addison and B. John Robinson. Okay, so we're going to have to decide between some interesting prospects here, right? 11th overall, what do the Jaguars need? Well, free agency will have happened. So I think that there's a good chance that at least one of the big holes that the Jaguars are projected to have next year in the offseason will be eliminated by free agency, maybe multiple. Um, roster holes will be eliminated by free agency. But for me, when you look at what the Jaguars need, I think they need an interior defensive lineman that can really penetrate and rush the passer because you've got Arden Key and Dewan Smoot both on expiring contracts. And then when you look at the players that will be left on the roster after that, where's the interior pass rush coming from? Roy Robertson-Harris is probably gone due to his contract. Um, Foley and Devon are really more of run stuffers on the interior than they are true interior penetrators, pass rushers from 
from the interior of the defensive line. So I think that they need a penetrating defensive lineman. Um, the guys that could be available in this area, really, it's Brian Brissy at this point when you talk about a true defensive tackle. Gervin Dexter I would not touch in the first round. Yeah, so not sure that with what's available here, you're going to be able to go into your defensive line. Could you get an edge player that can can be versatile, that can rush from the interior and from the outside? Maybe, but I'm not seeing that player on the board here at this spot that makes sense. Um, cornerback is certainly, I think, the biggest need for the Jaguars. We've drafted corner so much in the first round in these mock drafts, though, that I'm just going to avoid it in this one for the sake of uh, bringing something fresh and different and exploring different possibilities. And I think it does make sense for the Jaguars potentially to pass on a corner in round one for the sole reason that I think there's going to be close to a handful of guys in round two that could be day one starters at the next level. I think this cornerback class is loaded. Um, So we're going to avoid corner in the first round. We do not have an interior defensive lineman that we want to target. Wide receiver, again, you've got Calvin Ridley, you've got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones is going to be here next year. Are the Jaguars really going to go out and add another receiver this early to that mix? I doubt it. Would I consider it? Yeah, I mean, Quentin Johnston right here, I think uh, would be in strong consideration for me if I was running the Jaguars draft. But we're trying to keep it a little predictive here. Uh, I don't think that the Jaguars would target a receiver in round one this year. Uh, Quite frankly, I just don't, based on the investments they've made at the position and how they feel about the position. So we're not doing a corner just for the sake of keeping it fresh and trying to attack that position potentially in round two. Um, Again, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a corner here. For me, if we were just, if this was draft today and it was me, I would be looking at Quinton Johnston, Christian Gonzalez, and Paris Johnson who we have not not brought up yet um, and trying to make my decision. Christian Gonzalez is my top corner on the board. He's six foot two, 200 pounds. Absolute. um, I I just think he's an unbelievable prospect. Like where's the hole in his game? He has ball production. He has really quick feet, uh, fluid hips Again, size at six two, 200 length. Uh, He plays the run aggressively. He is really, really assignment sound has experience press, off-man, off-zone coverage. This is just a really clean prospect to me as Christian Gonzalez at corner. So I'd be deciding between Quentin Johnston, Christian Gonzalez, and Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson, again, have not brought him up a lot on here. I don't believe that Paris Johnson will be available when the Jaguars selected 11, but it is possible. I mean, you look at the way this played out. It is possible that Paris Johnson falls to 11 in this draft. I don't find it likely again. Paris Johnson is an offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Last year, he was playing right guard. This year, transitioned over to left tackle um, as Ohio State had some guys leave for the draft. But he's not a freak athlete, but he's a really good athlete at the position. And uh, he has just a really good anchor. He's young. He's growing. I think Paris Johnson has... Uh, the ability to start from day one at offensive tackle based on his 2022 tape. There will be some refinement. There will be some hiccups, no doubt about it, but I think he has the ability to start. And the great thing about Paris Johnson is you have Cam Robinson under contract, right? 
Jawan Taylor, we don't know what the Jaguars are going to do about that situation, but let's say they let Jawan Taylor walk. He's just going to cost too much money. They can't invest in three spots on the offensive line with huge deals. When you talk about they're already paying Cam Robinson a lot, already paying Brandon Sheriff a lot, you're really going to drop the bag on Jawan Taylor as well. Let's just say they decide not to do that. So you have Paris Johnson that you, you could potentially bring in here to compete with Walker Little at right tackle. You could certainly do that. And uh, if he's not able to win that job, maybe you have him plug in at left guard and you upgrade that spot because he does have experience at guard and he can play that position. So I think Paris Johnson makes sense as well, just from a look, our prize possession is our quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. We need to make sure that we have a sound infrastructure of offensive linemen in front of him long term. Adding Paris Johnson to this mix gives you a guy that can probably legitimately play four spots on the offensive line for you when you talk about the two tackle positions and two guard positions. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And because we haven't done it before, I think I think we're going to do it. We're not taking a corner. I've already mentioned that. So for me right now, when I'm looking at these prospects, I'm deciding between Quentin Johnston at wide receiver and Paris Johnson at offensive tackle. I have Paris Johnson rated a little bit higher than Quentin Johnston. In fact, two spots. I have Paris Johnson at seven overall right now and Quentin Johnston at nine. I think Paris Johnson is a safer pick. I think that, you know, again, on the offensive line, you love to have depth. You love to have more talent. You would be getting both of those things with Paris Johnson. I think we're going to go ahead and put Paris Johnson on the board. Uh, He's the top rated player for me here outside of Christian Gonzalez, who's a corner. And a lot of people will probably be like, oh, Michael Mayer is right there at 17 overall. Yes, he is. And for me, the bottom line is I think Michael Mayer is going to be a really good NFL tight end. I don't think he has really elite or really great athleticism, uh, athletic traits. I don't think he's going to run away from people. I don't think he's super quick or agile, but he does have a little twitch to him. He's really strong, yoked up, and just a professional already. I like his game. I think he's going to be an impact player um, for a position but or for a team. But at tight end, if I'm drafting a guy this high, I really, really need someone who brings rare athletic gifts, in my opinion. So I'm going with Paris Johnson because I think you can plug him in at guard you can plug him in at right tackle potentially he's going to upgrade your offensive line in 2023 and that is always a good thing for your young quarterback trevor lawrence and for your offense as a whole this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that was a little bit too good of a value to pass up in that situation. So now we're sitting here. We still think maybe you could upgrade receiver. You can definitely upgrade the tight end spot, depending on what happens there. Do the Jaguars bring back Evan Ingram? Looks like at this point, they would probably try to lean in that direction because of his ability. You know, we talk about Michael Mayer. Evan Ingram is a player that brings those special athletic gifts to the field and allows you to do some things at the tight end position that you can't do with most folks. So at the top of the board, we've got Antonio Johnson and Rishi Rice. Really like both of those prospects. Um, do the Jaguars need a safety to play next to Andre Sisco? Potentially. You've got Rayshon Jenkins on, on a three-year deal that expires at the end of 2023, but there's a team out following the 2022 season. Do you want to potentially get a little bit of an upgrade at the safety spot? I think Antonio Johnson makes sense if you're in that predicament. But as I mentioned before, in this situation, corner is still the top need. Now, could the Jaguars go get a corner in free agency? Yeah, they could. Um, and they probably should at least get a veteran corner that at the very least can be a potential stopgap option just so you're not hamstrung and and backed into a corner at the cornerback spot in the draft. But I still think regardless of what they do in free agency, adding another corner excuse me, to to be a long-term fixture opposite Tyson Campbell is going to be critical in this draft. When you look at these guys available, Eli Ricks, this is, uh, you know, he's six foot two. He's got length. He's really got a ton of potential to be a starting high-quality caliber corner in this league, really a Pro Bowl caliber corner in this league. But I think he's got a long way to go. Uh, from the mental side of this thing. I think Garrett Williams is going to be a starter in the league. I don't know his ceiling as a starter, but I think he'll find a place to start uh, throughout his career. I think he'll either be a two or a three at corner for a lot of teams. I don't know if you're going to have Garrett Williams and be like, this is our guy. Uh, DJ Turner though. I do feel strongly about, I have him as a late first, early second round grade. He doesn't have the amazing size. He's six foot one eighty, but he plays with incredible physicality. Um, he's got great ball skills. He's played a lot of off off coverage and his ability to diagnose and react and explode towards the football. Um, I, th- I think he's incredibly smart. I just, I'm a huge fan of the guy's game. Very physical for his size. At six foot one eighty, you'd think, oh, maybe he's not the most physical. No, DJ Turner brings it, uh, brings it in coverage as, with his physicality, brings it, um, you know, in pursuit, brings it, trying to stop the run. He's got quick feet, smooth hips, maximum effort. Really, really smart football player. He's really quick to trigger, and uh, he can kind of diagnose what's happening a lot of the time before the quarterback decides to release the ball and explode towards um, towards the targeted area. I love how aggressive he plays, but it's always calculated. It never seems like it backfires in a big way for DJ Turner. So I'm a huge fan of his game. So I would uh, go ahead and make him the pick here. I think he steps in and he's immediately, depending on what the Jaguars do in free agency, but based on the roster right now, I think you would immediately put him on the outside and feel pretty damn good about it. All things considered. 
So we've gone Big Ten with the first two picks. I know not everybody's going to love the Big Ten picks, but I uh, love both of those prospects. I just can't avoid it. So you've upgraded your offensive line potentially in multiple spots because Paris Johnson has so much versatility. You've added a physical, smart, aggressive corner to play opposite Tyson Campbell. What else do you need? Still talking about the tight end position. Even if you do have bring Evan Ingram back, you might need to address the position in the draft because your top three guys are all on expiring contracts, right? So look at tight end, what's available there. Luke Musgrave, really talented tight end. Sam Laporta, same thing. Tucker Craft. Uh, that's the one guy who I keep seeing here ranked 98 on NFL Mock Draft Database's board. Uh, I think that he's going to end up finishing a lot higher than that. But could he be available at 72 after dealing with injuries, being a small school kid? Potentially, yeah. And I just love him there. He's a weight room warrior, really strong hands. I think he's going to be a guy – I mean, if you're taking Michael Mayer in the first round or Tucker Craft at the beginning of the third, I would much rather take Tucker Craft at the beginning of the third round than taking Michael Mayer in the first round. And Tucker Craft, if you do bring Evan Ingram back, I think fits with him well because Tucker can block. Tucker's physical son of a gun. Again, a weight room warrior. So I think that could be a really nice pairing. He's got good hands and and athleticism overall as well. But uh, yeah, I think that could be a really fun pairing. Evan Ingram and Tucker Craft at the tight end spot. Now, we've addressed tight end. We've addressed corner, offensive tackle. I still think the Jaguars need a potential interior presence that could penetrate and clear pass rushing situations. Maybe they've addressed that in free agency. Caleb Von Chason will be on the final year of his rookie deal in 2023. Do the Jaguars even keep him around? They could save $3 million by moving on from him. If they decide to do that with $3 million, they could probably bring in a cheaper vet like a lot of teams have done over the years. You've seen guys like uh, Justin Houston, guys like um, Melvin Ingram, um, um, Carlos Dunlap. They move around, Jason Pierre-Paul, they move around the league late in their career. They're signed by teams and they're not offered uh, huge deals. They'll, they'll make less than what you would have to pay Caleb on chase on in the third year of his rookie deal. So I think that's potentially an area the Jaguars should uh, try to address in free agency with a cheaper veteran at edge. But I do like KJ Henry, have not watched Zion. Um yeah, have not watched a lot of these fellas. Brenton Cox got kicked off the team at Florida. I haven't watched Nick Hampton. Uh, I don't know that edge will be a primary concern. Again, I really think the Jaguars should go get their third edge in free agency, you know, to play behind Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. Looking at the interior defensive line, I really like Tyler Davis. He's six foot two, 300 pounds, so doesn't have maybe the ideal height that you're looking for for a defensive lineman. But he's got really active hands. He's able to quickly penetrate into the backfield a ton. Will McDonald, he's listed as a defensive lineman here. I think he's like 230 pounds, but he's an incredible athlete. He's going to be a really interesting prospect to see how teams evaluate him. 
And I've done a little bit of studying here with, with the mock draft databases board. Uh, I've talked about how I think this is the most realistic or accurate predictor at this point that you can find around the web. I'll tell you what, Rook Ohoro, I don't know how to say his last name, out of Clemson. This is a kid that I've studied, and I have a second-round grade on him, so I obviously don't think there's any way that he should be ranked at 300 here. I think there's just some folks that are a little bit late on Rook. Um, out of Clemson, he's six foot four, two ninety five. I think he looks like an incredible interior penetrator, a guy that you can kind of line up as the three tech when you're in four three, a guy that can probably play some defensive end in the three four. Uh, but he, I think, has the potential to be a a really special guy that you can rotate in. You have Devon Hamilton and Foley out there in your base packages. You get Rook out there as well sometimes, but you get him in here to really try to create some penetration on the interior to help help Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker clean up on the outside. I think he can do this for you. Um, He's a junior. Need to make sure that he hasn't decided to go back to school. I don't know why he would. I think he's. I, I think he's going to be a day two pick again. I have a second on him. Uh, looks like he has not declared either way, so Rook could go back to school here. But right now, he's he's still available. Hasn't declared either way. He's a guy as a redshirt junior. Incredible explosiveness on the snap. He plays with great leverage. Uh, he's able to get up under the pads and blow off interior offensive linemen up. Really good combo of quickness, uh, hand moves, and and power to rush from the interior. Like I said, I think three tech and an attacking front feels like the natural position. Maybe some defensive end in the three four, but I think you can move him around the Jaguars front where they have um, a, a multi front defense and get a lot of production from him. You're not going to want him taking on double teams against the run or anything like that. You're going to want to use him as an attacking player. And if the Jaguars can figure out how to do that, I think he could be an absolute steal if he is available at the top of the fourth round. Mock draft database giving me a D plus. We don't worry about the grades here, people. So we've got an interior penetrator. We've got a tight end to pair with Evan Ingram potentially or just be your number one. You've got DJ Turner to play across from Tyson Campbell and Paris Johnson who can either start at right tackle or left guard for you. You are feeling good, I would say, at this point in the draft if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. What have we not done? I want to add competition to the wide receiver position for Zay Jones. Is it available here? Dontavion Wicks has had a down year. I mean, A.T. Perry, yeah. He's fun. He doesn't have a similar skill set to Zay Jones, in my opinion, but I do think he could do a lot of the Marvin Jones stuff. The um, going up and getting it. He's six foot four, over 200 pounds. I like A.T. Perry a lot in this spot. I don't think he should be available. I have drafted him before in this spot. Um, I liked Dontavion Wicks' 2021 tape. I know he fell off a bit in 2022. Got to get into that tape and uh, see what happened there. Dante Dimas has dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his career, but he certainly has the talent to be an impactful receiver at the next level. Charlie Jones is six foot, about 190. Uh, really fun receiver out of Purdue. 
who, yeah, I believe I was watching, was it Purdue Syracuse? And he lit Garrett Williams, the Syracuse corner, who's probably going to go on day two. He just lit him up. I think he went for like 200 yards. I got to pull up this, the, the stat. It was incredible. And Charlie Jones, he plays with, uh, he's a good route runner. I wouldn't say he plays a super physical brand of football, but he can use his, uh, his length and his body to keep defenders at bay. And he's got really good hands. Again, a great route runner. Uh, let's pull up his game log. I just gotta, I just gotta see this. Was am I remembering this correctly? Did that? Yeah, Purdue at Syracuse. He was lined up against Garrett Williams a ton on the outside. He went for 188 yards on 11 receptions and a touchdown, average 17 yards per catch. Charlie Jones is a lot of fun as well, and you know. I think he could do a lot of things for an NFL offense. We'll go with Charlie Jones in the fourth round just for some fun here. I think if you brought him in here to be your third or fourth receiver for the Jaguars, whether he's in front of or behind Zay Jones on the depth chart, he would really make your wide receiver room a good bit better. And so looking at what we've done here in this draft class, I'm a huge fan of this. And this is not really super similar to anything I've done before, which is fun. Again, looking at different eventualities, different possibilities. Paris Johnson upgrades your offensive line. Again, can play left guard for you next year if you want to upgrade over Ben Barch. Can play right tackle for you if you want to do a competition with him and Walker Little. If you decide not to bring Jawan Taylor back, we'll see how all that plays out. DJ Turner, love this kid's aggressiveness, his instincts, his smarts, and... um and, and the skill set he brings to the field. Tucker Craft at 72 really pairs well with Evan Ingram if you want to have kind of that Evan Ingram as the super athletic spread tight end, get get him um, open all over the field. And then Tucker Craft is the more balanced guy. Uh, Rook out of Clemson is going to be an interior penetrator at the next level. I'm so confident in his ability to do that as long as a team is willing to deploy him properly. And then Charlie Jones, we just talked about the wide receiver out of Purdue. I'm a big fan of this class. I'd love to know what y'all think. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. You can also let us know what you think in the comment section below. And you can um, hit the like and subscribe button if you enjoy what we're doing here. You can also become a channel member on YouTube, you get discounts at genjag.com. You get some other cool perks. You can check it out at the link in the description below. But that's going to do it for this four-round mock draft. Again, if you're not into the mocks, if you're not into the draft stuff right now, I'm sorry. But I really enjoy the draft content. I really enjoy doing this. I know a lot of other people do as well. Tomorrow, we will get into our Jaguars versus Cowboys preview. Um, there's a lot to dive into with that one. But this has been our final Jaguars 2023 four-round mock draft. Again, the next one will be a six-rounder. There are no fifth-round picks on the board for the Jaguars right now after trading for Calvin Ridley. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.